0: Welcome to the Outstanding Women Leaders Podcast, or OWLs. We give a hoot. I'm your host, Kristen Aguirre, a fierce Latina, and I say fierce and not spicy, because if one more man calls me spicy, I will lose it.
1: Who is calling you spicy?
0: What do you mean? When I was on the apps, and every time I'd meet a guy, and I was like, I have like a sassy attitude, they'd be like, you're spicy. like, okay. Never again. Goodbye, James. (laughs) I'm also... I'm also a former journalist turned young stroke survivor, now hustling to make my dream of becoming a national speaker come true. I'm currently jobless, but not loveless. I have a five-year-old French bulldog named Vaca, which means cow in Spanish. She is the love of my life and my motivation every morning to wake up and work hard. I want to buy her a house with a backyard because she says this apartment life is not for her. Now, I'm accompanied by my resilient and quirky co-host, Katie Eads, who, like a cat, has nine lives when it comes to careers and relationships. Katie, girl, really quick, introduce yourself.
1: Thanks, Kristen. I love that you call it nine lives of careers and relationships. It's true. I am divorced. However, I'm no longer on a hinge. We found the last, hopefully, love of the life. He's wonderful. I am no longer resisting it after three months of saying I don't think I want to date him. He's really funny and we love the same music and we like to do the same things and he's a man of God and he's a great person Mm. and he makes me laugh, but I don't really want to date him. After three months of resisting, I fell in love and God unleashed a plague in the world. Sounds about right. <laughs>
0: Dad is writing a really funny story up there.
1: Super funny story, right? If the ex-husband kidney chemo transplant story isn't enough, let's throw in a plague for this love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, why not? It's going to be great. Uh, I figure if we can make it through coronatine, we can make it mm-hmm. through anything.
0: 100%.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I am a teacher by trade. After being a teacher, I have uh, run a CrossFit gym, so clearly I'm really cool. That's what CrossFitters will tell you
0: about themselves. It's actually how Kristen and I met. Yeah. It's very, it's very uh, culty, but I loved it. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. That's for damn sure.
1: Yeah. I tend to start cults and then always leave. Like, I get what I need from a cult at the time. <laughs> <I'm> like, peace. <laughs> Gotta go. Um, the Kool-Aid's starting to taste the same. Mm. Um, and so now I am into my fourth career as a podcaster
0: with Kristen. We're doing it. Really doing it, Harry.
1: Uh, we and also- woke up.
0: We're like, let's start a podcast. Cool. Katie's like, here's 300 emails on how we're going to do this. Like, I'll do social. You do email. Oh my God. So now Kristen's learning what it's like to run a business with me. And honestly, we're having a great time. I right? th- I'm very sure. I feel like very, I'm the yin to your gang. Katie's very structured. And I'm like, whatever, we'll do this today.
1: I. Can you just tell some people in my life how structured I
0: am because there are 12 emails a day and a podcast we're not even making money on yet. (laughs) And I say yet because we will.
1: Thank you. Reminding me to get that donation button up. Well, Vedmo account will be coming soon.
0: But Katie is very structured, which is something that I need. And I think that's why this partnership is working out. And there are times I have to tell her like, you need to back off. Like you're killing me and I need a nap. Okay, so my introduction is
1: now turned into a therapy session.
0: <laughs> I know how I need to be as a business partner,
1: um, and actually, that's why she's a great partner. Is because she is able to speak her needs, um, and we don't. She doesn't have to say them in a mean tone. She actually just says it in a texting tone, and I write back, and I'm like, "Cool, I'll pray for you to get some sleep tonight. Let's do it tomorrow." Which is um, very. I'm not awesome. a, yeah, I'm not an asshole. Um, But I do want to get things done. And on on that note, we're going to be moving on um, because enough about me. I didn't even get to talk about my Netflix special. Netflix, in case you're listening, I would have such a great comedy special. Mom's dead. Dad's gay now. I'm still funny. But enough about me. True. On to today's guest. She is a colleague and dear friend of mine, Deepika Peters. Single mom of three, first and foremost. Have to mention that. That makes her Badass. She is uh, an owner's rep for developers in the Jewish community. She's a female le- leader in a place where men are dominating the industry. Mm. Um, oh. And she is just the most um, blunt, straight shooter. This is great hair. Is. Great hair. Great hair. Um, I mean, she's just a wonderful woman. Uh, with a big heart and her, she's resilient as fuck. Mm. And like, there's no other way to say it. Um, it. And that is my introduction to Topeka. Topeka, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. I'm honored (laughs) to think like that of me.
0: (laughs) so excited that you're here. But for people, for first time listeners, the Outstanding Women Leaders podcast hopes to inspire you to be bold, brave in your authentic self and to share your superpowers with your community.
1: So, Topeka, what is your superpower? I am a total
2: badass. Love it. I am, well, people have described me as the nicest bitch you will ever meet. So what does
1: that mean for you to be described as the nicest bitch you'll ever meet? Well, being that it's coming from men that
2: I've told what to do and stuck to my guns, I've made them do what I want them to do. And the men who have understood, I don't understand the word no. But mm. I will dish it out very freely to everyone. So that means that I have a backbone, number one. Um, I don't take shit from anyone, number two. No, you do not. I, take, I see bullshit coming at me from a mile away, number three. And I stand up for my sisters who need the help wherever I can, number four. I am the leader. I am a leader in a male dominant industry, and I understand the weight of that on my shoulders and I don't shirk from my responsibilities. I don't do anything half-assed. I do everything to its full potential.
0: Were you always like this? No,
2: no. See, the thing is, I had the father of my kids about 12 years ago. Uh, I tossed him to the side and I found myself. I was with him for 10 years. He was a very, very abusive man, Uh, mentally, emotionally, physically until I became a part of this company called The Cameron Group, and uh, that's the developer. And uh, I found myself thinking, because of their support and their love, that I'm more than what this man is telling me I am. So I decided to ship him off, toss him to the side. Uh, I fought for sole custody. Uh, I got a no-contact order. And uh, with the help of my mentor, who is like a second father to me, Eric Alderman, I, the love and support that he offered, I was able to move my family from Jersey City to Bayonne and that's where we've been for the last
1: uh, 11 years or so.
0: Wow. Amazing. I found myself.
1: What does that mean for you when you say you found yourself? So I am Indian, Chinese, Irish, and British. And
2: I, so that just means that we live our lives in a very filtered way. Like we don't uh, speak out of term. We don't uh, speak our mind. We follow what's been told for us to do, Uh, the girls especially. So when I knew that my life was changing after I tossed that man to the side, I -hmm. said, I'm not gonna live by those standards because that man wanted to put filters on me too. So filters upon filters upon filters. I didn't recognize myself anymore. And I said, if I want to be the best mom that I can be for my kids, they deserve to know who I really am. They deserve to know the real me. And it turns out that the real me is not filtered, (laughs) has a backbone, will do whatever the hell I want to do because Mm. I don't need a man to do it i want a
1: man because a man is nice to have around. Someone needs to be able to open jars for me. Someone has to change the light bulbs. Take out take the trash. The, take out the trash.
2: Right, oh my God. right. I miss Those tall jars at the top of the cabinets, you know? Yep. Things like that. So it's nice to want a man, but I don't necessarily need a man. I do have a man now, but he's wonderful. But, again, I during these 11 years that I was by myself and uh, dating here and there I wasn't very interested in a lot of men because a lot of the men that came through because I knew that I have this strong personality that I was maturing into and that I was um, I knew that I intimidated men because of the way I am and also part of my uh, career path as an owner's rep I walk a construction site, the only female many times on a construction site, by myself with my hard hat, my PPE, my steel toed boots, and I tell all these men what to do. So if that, doesn't, if that doesn't instill some sort of a personality in me, and I understand why these men felt inferior or felt intimidated, these men were not for me. So I took my time picking and choosing and uh, finally found someone who is actually for me. But that's not for this conversation. That's for another the conversation. So that's you why. you have I-
1: the best breakup story? Like how you break up with men is so badass. I months. walk away and in my mind, they fell off. The like <laughs> in the middle, share that story of that, hinge, I think it was a hinge date or something you were on and you just walked out in the middle of it.
2: So this man decided, um, this guy was from Queens and he was like, oh, I want to take you on a date. So we were talking for a few days and I was like, oh, fine, let's go on a date. I have nothing to do. You know, I'll get a a babysitter. So we went out on a date and uh, the guy just kept on talking about himself and and not asking any questions or whatever. Mm. And um, at one point I said to myself, hmm. This guy is not for me. So I said, you know what? It was great meeting you. Thank you very much.
0: I got up and I left. I love that. S- peace out, loser.
2: Yeah. And you know what? The same guy. He had the audacity to text me and tell me, you know, I came all the way from Queens. You should at least give me half of my fare. What? But yeah, my travel Ew. And I said to him, I said, Take a good look in the mirror and read this to yourself as if someone was sending it to you. This is the reason why you're single. (laughs) That's that's
0: awful.
2: That's horrible. Yeah. But some men, you can't really expect too much from them. But here's the thing, though. When you realize or when you see that that person is not for you, just get up and leave. Nothing is going to happen. The world is not going to end. There's a lot of other men who would love to have you.
1: Mhm. Yeah, so my I would have stayed through the meal, Ugh. had some pleasantries. What? Topeka's a badass. She's yeah. just like, Peace out, bro. Not interested. The unpleasantry is the man. I have to say, though, if I have to fucking date again, <laughs> oh my God. literally meet a man for two months, if I have to go back out there,
0: if I've, oh. I have to, I'm I'm piece- if I have to do it again.
1: No, I'm not I'm doing out, it. I'm, I'm, I am with you, Topeka. I think I'm I will pay for a matchmaker. I'm sorry? What?
2: Sweetheart, guess who was <laughs> my mother? She not for, you. I, mean, for you. I mean, if I have to do
1: that again. Oh, if you have to do it again. I, I actually it. looked into matchmaking. It turns out I didn't make enough to hire a matchmaker. It's no, like, what do you oh, I well, there's there's like like don't little- need a matchmaker. Um, yeah. But also I got the sense I didn't need a matchmaker. I just wasn't in the place to date someone for real.
0: Yeah, no. Good on paper, bad in life. Yeah. So
1: here's
2: my, here's my backup plan, just in case, which I don't think I would need, but just in case, here's my backup plan. I don't know if you ladies heard about the group of friends that bought this mansion out in Korea and they bought like a large piece of land and they just renovated it into what their perfect home. And these group of women just live in this huge mansion. They don't have to interact or anything, but they, every day they have dinner together, they have brunch. They have drinks. I think that's the way I'm going to go down. Yeah, I want to just – If
0: I could just live with my life. sister. Cool.
2: And a
1: dog.
0: Mm. I'll take my dog. That's true.
2: That's it.
1: Men, yeah. no wow. thanks. We're I can't, I can't get out of the relationship I'm in now because I'm in love with a dog. Oh, my Lord. So they're I'm a package deal, so I guess I'm going to be with both of them until the dog dies.
0: <laughs> at least.
1: Maybe that's the
0: commitment I give them. Hey, the dog probably so got When did you realize it's time to invest in the other in the women around you?
1: So, like I
2: said before, I'm in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. I started out as an admin, so I had a lot of time to uh, observe how, how the company that I worked for was all men. They're all men. Uh, just, uh, just the sales, one of the leasing agents uh, was a female, and the admin was a female. The rest were men. Now, the owners, they're all very uh, supportive, very loving, very nurturing. They want to invest the time and effort into cultivating your personality and your, your work ethic and things like that. However, the workers weren't, uh, the employees weren't um, all that excited about having a, a girl on, on the staff, you know. Hmm. But I was the only one for, well, let me correct myself. It was a guy from the home office, which is from East, New, um, East Syracuse, New York, and myself down here in Bayonne. And for the longest, it was very, uh, we would be competing for attention or whatnot. And I was like, I don't need to compete for attention. You do you, I do me, or whatever. But we hired more women. We hired other employees because we needed a project manager and things like that. At that time, I was an admin. And I noticed that the behavior of this one person was intimidating the uh, the women that were on the the job force. Now that's when I got a little upset, and I said to my boss, "Look, this guy is behaving like this. I'm not going to take it from him." And he was like, "I don't understand why he's behaving like that, but you're you know you do what you have to do to deal with him because I'm not here all the time. My boss would only be he has to travel down from East Syracuse. He'd only be there for two days out of the week. Hmm. So as You know, a few months down the road, I told my boss, I'm bored. I need more work. So I grew into a project coordinator. A few months down the road, again, I was like, I'm bored. I need more work. I grew into a project um, manager. And then at that point, being that I was doing all these things, I was still doing the responsibilities that I had before as the admin, project coordinator, project manager. But I was also taking on a new role and taking on more work. We fired or we had to let go of all the staff. And we sent this guy back up to East Syracuse, where he belonged. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was the only one, along with my boss, that was, uh, I was the project manager, and he was the, the managing member. And we worked hand in hand. But later on down the road, when our second project was starting, uh, so we actually owned and built the Bayonne Crossing Shopping Center here in Bayonne, New Jersey. That's where the Walmart, New York Sports Club, uh, Longhorn, TGR Fridays is. So Mm -hmm. once that was toning down, we were doing some fit outs and we were installing some ATMs or whatnot. Uh, We started the warehouse behind it, which is actually for Royal Wine. Uh, So as that was happening, unfortunately, my my mentor and my boss, he had a massive heart attack Mm -hmm. and uh, he had a triple bypass. So that was very hard on me emotionally because he's like a second father to me. So I took on the role of being an owner's rep. An owner's rep deal is the liaison between the city, the state, which I was already doing, but now they also have to be the liaison between the the client, the bank, uh, you know, oversee construction, which I was overseeing construction anyway. And uh, we had to do all the meetings, the the contractor coordination. So all of these things I was doing anyway, and uh, I was keeping things together and keeping things moving. And he would check in and I would give him as much support as he needed. Uh, But then we started, we needed to hire. So we hired engineers, which I made sure were female. We hired um, an extra hand to help me, another female. And uh, I would walk the job site with these females because it's a construction site. Men can be stupid. And a lot of these men were stupid for a lot of the reasons. I made sure that as we were walking the construction site, if there was any, any man who stepped out of line, I would put him in his place and I would make sure that it would be a safe environment for the women to be in when I'm not That's around. Amazing. But I would
0: walk you it. You every- took on like a protective role?
2: Yeah, yeah. I am the older sister. In anything that I take on, if you join my project, if I'm doing a project, I'm the older sister. I am the top female. You come to me if you have an issue. It, it happened again on one of my other projects. And I had to deal with it. I dealt with it with a little bit more stern fashion than what I did on my other project. But it got the point across because this was also a union project. It got the point across that we're we're not gonna get fucked with. We Hmm. women will not get fucked with. You men have to respect us. If you don't respect us, you will not get a paycheck. You will not return to my job site. Any future job sites that I have, you will not participate in. So I made sure that these men understood that you respect the women that step on site, okay? And you work hand in hand with them. And if ever any of these women, the engineers who know more than you, uh, who are much more brighter than you, uh, if any of these women ever come to me and tell me that they feel unsafe again, somebody's head is going to roll. And it's usually a lot of men, but they got that. They understood that. And that's one of the roles that I play. I'm a protector, I'm a leader, but I'm also an older sister. In real life, I'm an older sister, too, actually. So, <laughs> 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 To my little brother, who's a total badass, and he's a cop in Jury City. So <laughs> he makes me very proud.
0: <laughs> what was it? How did the environment change when more women came in?
2: Um, you saw that um, the men, their egos, they got a little bit more cocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess a lot of men were peacocking for a lot of reasons. These women, when women, see, men don't understand. When women come to work, we come to work. We don't Mm. come to find a husband. We don't come to find a boyfriend. We don't come to find someone to
0: mess around with. That's how I found my boyfriend. (laughs) I was looking for one at work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do not shit where I eat, so I'm going to go back to Pico with that. No, not interested. Sorry.
2: I have very strict rules. We don't mess around.
1: Same. You know, sometimes those rules... um, I'll, let's just say I've never ha- found a reason that I wanted to break that rule.
2: Yeah, me neither. Me neither. And uh, if you want people to take you seriously, especially in, in an industry like construction, especially if you want men to take you seriously, if you mm-hmm. have that reputation of, hey, look, you know what? She's an easy go or whatever. Right. That's not the reputation you want. That's not the sort of career you want. And uh, that's not the career or the reputation I have. Yeah, different industries. Different industries for sure. We're still trying to break ceilings, the glass ceilings in our industry here.
0: Hmm. So what advice would you give younger women coming into your industry or just going into life, into the business world to begin with?
2: So I do give advice to the women that I bring on site or the women that I interview or the women that I try and help with along with their career. And I tell them, you know who you are. Other people don't know who you are. You stick to who you are. You don't take shit from anyone. You don't get disrespected by anyone. You stand your ground and you be bold. You be bold and you speak your truth.
0: Mm-hmm. If anybody
2: else, because the, the, all, the other thing is there is a, a wage disparity in our industry, in every industry, actually. And uh, where women, we do more work, but we get paid less.
0: Mm-hmm. We know
2: what we're worth. And we won't stop. We won't bow down to any man who's doing less and getting more money. And I tell them, you stand your ground. You say, if you want what's good for your project, And you want to choose me, which is good for your project. This is what I'm worth. And I know what I'm worth. I'm not going to do anything more. I always tell them to shoot a little higher number. So even if they have to negotiate, they can negotiate a couple of thousand dollars down. But they are still be in that, that male wage, you know, wage range.
0: Did we ask her her superpower?
1: We did. She's a badass. She said her superpower was badass. Superpower is
0: badass. Gotcha. That was another one. How can other women be badasses?
2: So the way I see it is like this. You have a lot of people who are constantly negative in your life. It could be loved ones. It could be friends. It could be coworkers. It could be uh, employers. You need to know who you are. Take a good look at yourself every morning. When you're getting up, you're brushing your teeth. You take some time and you tell yourself, I know who I am. This is who I am. You list your, who you are. I'm intelligent. I am stubborn. I am strong-willed. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what I'm doing. I know my career. You tell yourself all the good things because throughout the day, people are going to be telling you all the negative things. And if you become a follower of those negative thoughts, you're just going to down yourself. And nobody needs that. We as women in general, and as leaders in general, we are columns in this world. We are here to give support to our other sisters who are going through the same career path or who are going through different career paths. But we're all trying to break those glass ceilings and we poop on each other. No one is going to be able to grow. And this is where we need to be that column for our other sisters who are getting out there and growing. Any girl can, any woman can come to me and say, Hey Dee, this is what I want to do. I just don't know how to do it. And I'll be more than happy to say, Hey, I know this person. Let's get you connected. Hey, I know this person. Let's get you connected. But this is how we raise our sisters up in any industry.
0: How can women be more supportive and put that maybe combativeness to the side and really like embrace one another? Because I know sometimes when you see another woman and you don't like her, it might be coming from an insecurity. So what do you, like, I know sometimes I have to like tell that voice to be quiet and really embrace this woman for being amazing or what I admire her for. How do you think we can, more women can do that? Well, first of all, we need to understand that
2: I'm the only D that's walking in D's path. Katie is not walking in D's have katie there's nothing that katie can do that, that can take away from what d is what d is doing mm-hmm. and uh the things that i've already accomplished my grandma used to always say they can try and take away your future and your future goals but they'll never take away your past accomplishment you stand mm-hmm. on your past accomplishment katie can yeah. build a shopping center you know so i'd be more than happy to help katie we just have to understand we're not here trying to stab each other in the back we're here to help each other the men do it you know the Ooh. men give each other, hey, at the high five. You did good on this. Why can't the women do it? You know, yes. I have less women friends than I do men friends. I can admit that because I find certain women to be catty and things like that. I don't have time to waste on catty, selfish, heartless, stubborn, dumbasses. My time is very important. Like everybody else's time. No one can get their time back, you know? So I look for people who are like Katie, for example. I look for people who are driven who know what they want, who may not have the proper connections, and I'll be more happy to help them with the connections, but who actually go-getters, who are change-makers.
0: Sure. How do you keep your mental health in check with all of this that you have going on?
2: Hard alcohol. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of alcohol. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. Um, so I have three kids. I have two teenage boys, 17 and 18, and mm-hmm. I have a little girl who's going to be 12 on the 26th. The way I keep myself in check is I make dinner every day. The kids come and they tell me things, and I might feel like myself is up here. They bring me down a couple of pegs, and I have to be, you know, I have to see myself through their eyes, which is mom. And uh, mom is not always that badass who's handling a construction site. Mom also has to soften herself and deal with their her kids' issues. What is it today? Was someone mean to you? Not that people are mean to them, but. Well, you know, things like that. What did you do today? Did you get a bad grade? That's okay. We all get bad grades. But again, the Asian in me is like, you can't get a bad grade. You got to do better. (laughs) Totally. but we have to be encouraging and loving and supportive. And that's what keeps me leveled.
0: Perfect.
1: Topeka, you're such a badass and I love that about you. I know. So many great things to empower women. Um, Kristen, I want to know the answer to the question that you always ask, which is, Topeka, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm. I'm dying to know because you've had this transformation after this divorce, like what do you tell a younger Topeka and do you do something differently?
2: That's a tough question. I think um, if I did anything differently, it would have been that. (laughs) You know, I would have never gone with that dumbass, but then I wouldn't have had the three kids. And I wouldn't have been the person who I am today. But I think God picked this path for me. And uh, he made me who I am today because certain people in my life need me to be like this. And certain people who are coming into my life need me to be like this, you know. Um, We have to grow up before we can grow together with anyone. That could be either with your kids, with a partner or whatever, with your career. We have to grow up. And part of me growing up and becoming who I am was for me to go through all of these things so that I can stand here. And you guys
0: can't call me a bad. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You've given us so much insight. Thank you so much for coming on today.
2: My pleasure.
0: Yes. My pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. so Pika, can you tell us a little bit about your foundation that you're getting started? To
1: conti- I know oh. that you're also, Kristen, we'd love to have you be a part of it as well. And getting. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay. So... Yeah. Um, I was with my kid's father for 10 years and he was a very abusive, abusive man. Mm. I'm talking about physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, I have scars all over myself to prove it. Oh uh, but that was during an administration where, um, domestic violence was just under, was just classified as physical abuse.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I had to fight my way through that. I didn't have any help. And uh, it was very, very hard. It was very heartbreaking. Um, I think it was very traumatizing, too, because, you know, the kids had to go through things. I had to go through things. I had to take the kids to the courthouse every weekend and get patted down and wandered down for three months mm-hmm. until I, I stood up to the judge and I said, I'm not leaving here until you give me sole custody of my kids, because that's a monster. And I'm not going to leave here without getting my freedom and getting my kids' freedom. Mm -hmm. so he signed he signed it he looked at me it was the same judge that it that that was when the first time i came and he forced me to have uh uh, weekend visitations and twenty dollars a month as child support from the man for what yeah yeah so i left i told him at that first time i was like i don't want any child support i don't want anything i just want our freedom he's like well we have to try and make this family work i was like look at my scars do you think this family's gonna work and he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, we have to try." So three months straight, every weekend, I took the kids. Uh, like I said, to the courthouse, they got wounded, they got patted down, and so when I went back, I said to myself again, I spoke to myself. I said, "I'm not leaving until I fight and I earn the freedom that my kids deserve to have a good future." So it was. It happened to be the same judge, and when I walked in, the judge says, "You know, come up to the come up to the desk and state your name." And I said, "Do you remember me?" He goes, "No." i was like well you forced me to have weekend visitations the man showed up once and after that he didn't show up i asked what happened to his warrant you didn't want to issue a warrant but i was threatened with a warrant every single time that i that i said do i have to keep on bringing them because they're not he's not going to come i was threatened with a warrant, the mother of the three kids so i said "Uh, so now i'm not going to leave here until you give me my freedom my kids need freedom and i need a no contact order he looks over to the lady who's doing the typing and uh, she just put her head down and he looks back at me. He looked at the sheriff who was standing there and he looks back and he goes, okay, good, I'll give it to you. And then as the, as the, the sheriff took, it, took the paperwork to the lady, I went to get the paperwork from the lady and she says, you know, she says, I still remember She took my hand and as she was putting the papers in, her, in my hand, she said, God got you, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. So,
2: yeah. So I went back to the car and I just started crying mm. That was the confirmation I needed. Look, I did the right thing because God got me, right?
0: Sure, right. Well, when the Obama... I have to have you back on to talk all about that for sure.
2: Yes. When the Obama administration came on, they, they uh, changed domestic violence to include stalking, which he did to me plenty of times, mm-hmm. uh, mental, emotional abuse, uh, threats, and all these other things. Now that the Trump administration has taken on, they took all those... Uh, definitions away and it's just back down to um, physical Physical violence yeah so that really pissed me off and one of the things that motivates me is anger like I get motivated by anger because not to do the wrong thing but how can I change this environment and this situation for the women who are struggling I know the heartache and and the, the fierceness I had to find in myself to fight for my kids and their freedom and our freedom so, and all of this was taken away by this one person. So I want to create a foundation to help the domestic violence people. It's not just the women, it's men too. And my domestic violence foundation is going to be called Warrior Bank, which is B-A-E, before hmm. all else. Uh, it's, I'm planning on starting it in, in May, if all goes well. And, if, you know, this whole coronavirus thing eases too up just a little bit.
0: Can't wait to have you back on and talk all about that. It's oh, I definitely-
1: love that. And I you know. love your participation too. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Topeka. Um, this week we have our nonprofit of the week we are featuring is uh, Mustard Seed School. Topeka is an alum. It's also where I work. Uh, right now with coronavirus, it's particularly hard for families Um it's hard to be at home and trying to raise your kids and it's really hard to try to make tuition. Um, we yeah. are, over half of our kids are in financial aid. We, we offer a Christian education every single day we worship. It's unique. It's a wonderful school. So that is our nonprofit plug of the week. Um, and Kristen, our business of the week plug. Um,
0: is, is, I don't know, what? let's just do buddy bandanas again <laughs> we've really
1: been plugging our buddy bandanas all right we can do right. it um we could also plug out professional coaching
0: oh yes 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 so let's do that let's We're plug out professional coaching
1: all right out can you plug it for, or do you want me to plug myself
0: you plug yourself damn it all right so
1: you can better. plug me too you can plug me oh yes Topeka. what are we plugging Topeka for DP Construction Management Services. DP Construction, Construction Management Services. Management is there Services. a website, Instagram, or Facebook we can point people to? Well, you can also put
2: let me, let me change that. MTO Pros uh, is uh, a WMBE women-based enterprise, and they are on LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, okay. I believe we're also on uh, Facebook. Uh, but DP Construction is on Facebook. Uh, and I, Topeka Peters, am on LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out to me, and I will make sure you don't get screwed.
0: <laughs> love it. Reach <laughs> out, Topeka. And if this episode inspired you, don't forget to share it with someone else you love or take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us. You, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Outstanding Women Leaders. Please give us a follow. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you, to you so much, so Topeka. To I yes. One
1: more really Hi. important question before you go. What's your favorite drink? Oh, it's hard
2: to say, but
1: uh, Long Island ice cream.
2: Quarantine. Mm. Like Long Island Long Island ice and hard. I like anything sweet and hard like I like my men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Thank you so much, Thank Topeka. You, Topeka. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.